episode of Net Women Uncut. My name is Pinky Gadiali and I'm the founder of netwomen.co, a community for women globally, helping and supporting you from a mental health point of view and also from a business and career point of view as well. Also with me today, we have the amazing Anya Pendlebury, who is the founder of Sophia Style magazine and radio. She is originally from Russia and she now lives in the UK and she's also a partner with us at netwomen.co. I can't wait to hear about her story. And every week, as you know, we bring on our latest updates from netwomen.co and our community We also chat with amazing women about stories that we found particularly newsworthy and we give opinions on them. We also share everything to do with mental health, mindset and toxic relationships and partners if that comes up. We have a variety of speakers joining me each week from the Net Women community and have conversations that we don't normally talk about. Welcome, Anya. Thank you so much, Pinky. Do you know what? This is such a great experience for me because normally I interview, but this is so lovely that you get to actually interview me. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolute pleasure. Tell us a little bit about you and um, what you do. Yeah, well, thank you for having me um, and thank you guys for tuning in to listen and spend a bit of time with us. So I hope this is fun and makes you smile and uh, we keep you company for a little while. So I'm Anya and my business is Sophia Style Magazine and Radio and magazine is what came first. And uh, the name Sophia Style is actually named after my daughter, who is now nine, going on 19, as you can imagine. And um, yes, so uh, she's my drive and inspiration behind it uh, for so many mums. And so the magazine came, we are in our third year, and the magazine is all about women. And we focus on women of all ages, young women also, um, and I go hunting for incredible stories and journeys. And as we all know, we all have a story to tell, don't we? So um, every woman has got a story behind the business or you know, the life story. And I would love to share those. And the magazine is part of that. Um, and we have an exciting projects running alongside magazine where we even feature all the wonderful women on our front covers and they become my front cover stars as I call them and of course we feature the story and all the lessons to be learned from each story as well and the radio really is an extension of the magazine because I wanted to bring some of those stories to life and also I'm quite nosy which also gives me a chance to actually ask further questions to to every wonderful woman that I meet. And along that, we also have, as I mentioned, young women. And there are so many um, younger women that have, you know, desires and dreams um, and already stories to tell. So we share those also. And on the back of that, of course, we have the podcast as well, which is the archive of all of our wonderful interviews as well that people can chat with Um, and this keeps me busy and keeps me out of trouble and I love it. (laughs) 
fantastic. I absolutely love your magazine. Um, and as a member of netwomen.co, when you join, you get a free issue of it. And it's absolutely yes. And I, I love sharing those. And as I said, you know, our, our magazine, I the, see the idea came, as I said, three years ago when I was sort of going through some tough times but the idea was that I didn't want to do you remember guys when we had you know magazines when they were full of stories useful beauty tips or health you know tips and things like that and you you sort of could just read from story to story but now you see I find the magazines are full of a lot of advertising which I know is necessary so that's 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 not the problem but I wanted to create a magazine where it's an interrupted storytelling it's almost like a mini book every month and I hope um, and uh, you know the, the the free edition that we offer I hope that kind of represents and shows that to all of you and you guys enjoy it as well it is I love it it's brilliant and you know what you just reminded me um, I used to get the Cosmo and um, <laughs> I remember it was just full of uh positions naughty positions to try and all of that and I was like Okay, this is interesting when you're a teenager and then you're looking at all the amazing women of course that's not changed you know all the airbrushing and all that kind of stuff that goes on yeah. that makes every woman look skinny beautiful and yeah. not real well, not well that that's it and I I mean I'm part of the front cover project that I have which has been running all of this year and we're actually now doing it in 2021 because it's I had so many entries that we're just going to have to keep going now for another year at least. Um, but the whole point of that is, is the photos that the front cover star sent me, it's literally me saying to them, send me the picture of yourself that you love, um, that makes you smile or makes you happy just looking at, send me that picture. And I would literally copy and paste into our front cover layout. And that's exactly what we do. There is no further adjusting in any way um and do you know what and some of them I mean you can see some of them obviously on our website and everything but some of them are just stunning without anything and we actually for the first uh, two or three months I think the start of the year we used photos from a project where um ladies came to a photographer and they run kind of a, an exhibition set up photo shoot where women had to bear it all as it were and literally so it's just a portrait um and they were asked not to wear any makeup nothing there was no hairstyling done nothing like that and the photo shoot was then featured in the um it was actually put as a book um and some of these photos are on our you know front cover front cover magazine so it's uh, it's great to to have that and um you know, it's been quite a great success. And as I said, for many covers in the current magazines, you don't get that very often, do you? Where you have an all natural photo <laughs> going on. Um, but I think what a wonderful thing to do though. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's exactly what you need, isn't it? That's real mm. women, real time. We don't have time to put makeup on every single day. Um, I've mm. actually spat some makeup on this morning don't normally put any makeup on no and, um you know it's because I've got a meeting for 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 the first time in quite some time yeah. I'm going out which I thought right well I'm gonna make an effort why not normally 
I've got my tracksuit bottoms on, my hoodie on, and I'm sat here recording a podcast or having a conversation with members or clients or whatever that yeah. might be. But that is the reality of it, isn't it? We don't yeah. generally. But also, it. isn't it about what makes you feel most powerful and confident in? So if, you know, you, who says you have to wear the makeup to be your best or to be your most confident or you know so obviously you want to make an effort for meetings you're not going to show up in your pajamas um, and now even on zoom as we are now I mean you know my hair is you know but the work is done I'm productive I'm ready I'm ready to go and um, and it, it's, it's fine it makes me feel good and that's what it's all about absolutely yeah. Tell us a little bit about where, you know, what gave you the idea for starting this? Well, as I said, I mean, the magazine was born kind of out of me probably not being at my happiest, I guess. Um, three years ago, so we're looking at, well, four, nearly four years ago now since the idea came to, to me. And it actually came sort of one summer. I used to take... Um, an unpaid leave for, for my daughter, for Sophia, and it was due to childcare, so many of us know. Um, and because I wasn't getting the support from my partner at the time, I sort of had this unpaid leave because that was the only way we, you know, I could look after Sophia without that guilt. Um, and so I we literally spend a, a sort of a, an August together, me and her, and as much as, as so many mums, you, you love it, obviously. Um, but it was just that became the only thing I was doing. And my nine to five wasn't going very well. And I sort of needed something that will give me a self of, so, well, a sense of self-worth, I guess. Um, a kind of a purpose, something to focus on, something that was mine. And I sort of, one of those summers, I had an idea of, um, I actually used to write for a local magazine and I used to write articles you know about all things female um, as my magazine is now um, so I had an experience in in writing and um, and I thought how hard can it be to sort of create your, <laughs> your own magazine that way I can obviously explore the topics that I'm passionate about um, talk about people that interest me and hopefully obviously interest our readers as well and uh, and do it my way um, and that's what I did I did for the first um, I think it was five or six months I actually had to keep it quiet um, and only a small group of people that were involved and they're still my writers now and contributors now and uh, we've created our first edition for um, January 20 where are we 2018 I guess 27 I'll lose track of time pinky but sometime around then whatever it is three years ago there you go and um yeah so we created that first edition and, and that was it um and first I did it as a bi-monthly magazine because of the time restraints and obviously now we're monthly and it's online and and, and it's all wonderful but as I said it was born from me not being at my happiest and the focus that it gave me, it kind of helped me in a way um, as well. And part of it, part of the whole process running magazine, because you 
talk and see and hear stories from other inspiring women who possibly overcame something or obviously accomplished a lot and all of that. And it actually, over time, slowly gave me um, the mindset that I needed to make changes that needed to happen. Um, still took a while. <laughs> still took that first year of the magazine to do it. But we got there. Um, I mean, the outcome of that was that the marriage at the time, you know, sort of fell apart. Um, but as I can see now, it's all worked out for the best. But um, because I didn't have that support and I, I hear so many other women that have similar problems, concerns, I don't know how you want to address it, but um, that potentially, you know, they come out of maternity leave. Um, you know, the priorities change, the mindset changes as it does becoming a mum. And, uh, you know, you explore other options. And if you then don't have a support to make that change and to make that jump, especially if you're jumping into self-employment because it's a risky business, um, if you don't have that support, I think that's when a lot of women um, struggle and the confidence goes um, and then that spills into other areas of their life, be it work, be it motherhood, be it, you know, chores and friends connections and things like that. It, it's all affected because your mind is obviously uh, compromised um, by the bigger picture. So and I knew that if it wasn't for me, um, that just from the point of being a better mummy to Sophia, really, because I think I was. Um, caving a little bit because I was noticing you know, I was snapping at her more and I had less patience with her and I was sort of spending less time with her because I was thinking I needed to do 10 other things that I needed to do that day and um, it wasn't good it wasn't healthy it wasn't good for me and she was growing up and noticing it as well you know as a baby she didn't notice it so it was just me sort of suffering in silence um, as it were but then she started asking questions and noticing. And that was for me, I couldn't have that um, because I didn't want her to learn from that. Um, I didn't want her to sort of be with this unhappy mummy all the time because it's, it's not right, you know. And, and then so I had to take it in my own hands and uh, through heart changes and the process of separation and everything, it wasn't easy, obviously. Um, but I managed to maintain the magazine in the middle of all that. And in a way, without sounding too cheesy, I think the magazine actually kind of helped me a little bit because he was still giving me that focus of, no, I'm not giving up. No, I'm not packing this in. <laughs> I keep going, you know. Um, and yeah, and so last year really was the year of kind of putting myself back together uh, in the background of Sophia Star magazine, um, I actually, part of that process as well, I had a fashion boutique in Hatton in Warwickshire. And part of that journey, which is to an outside person, it's kind of just, um, you know, me kind of changing my hobbies and jumping back and forth. But for me, having that shop was actually a, a thing that, kept me pushing forward through my separation process as well. So, um, you know, we we had a shop for, for a year and it did me so much good in giving confidence, 
in um, finding more positive women as well, because uh, I think that's important. I mean, we're, we're talking about you've got the community, so you know it all too well that having positive and creative and inspiring people around, it kind of pushes you along, isn't it? So, um, and helps you maybe on the day that's not going to plan. <laughs> it's always it's always good to to find inspiration in others. Definitely. And I know that you talked about, you know, you normally do the podcast yourself and you interview mm. other people. Um, so, you know, this is the other way around for you. So you obviously don't generally share this story very much. So I appreciate you you sharing what you said. No, my pleasure. And my pleasure. I, uh, I, you know, I, I say that I kind of have a different view on on things, I guess, from because moving to this country and kind of starting again, I find that I appreciate the opportunities that I have here uh, than what I would have got back in Russia because I, you know, obviously we were, our family and every, we, we were happy as a family unit um, and my mum did my best. Um, but sort of after my dad passed away when I was 12, um, it was my mum doing all the work and, you know, having four jobs to keep us going. And, and then we had the opportunity to move here and we sort of took it with both hands and, and made the most of it, really, because I think we have a better life here, uh, as I said, better opportunities. Um, and I sort of try and make the most of it in everything. Um, and that drives me. That's, you know, and I always say when we move to this country, because it's one of the hardest things you could do, you know, change your life, move away from your family, your friends. I mean, I was a teenager then. So we moved, I think, when I was 16 or something. So um, and but I always now say, you know, how hard can it be? Because that's one of the hardest things that you would do, you know, because I, I lost one of my parents and, and all of that. And you're thinking nothing else can be harder. Right. You just, you know, you just sort of do it. And you're thinking there were such huge um, life um, moments, I guess, um, that now I'm sort of like, oh, I'll have it, I have a go. And, uh, you know, how hard can it be? And <laughs> let's do the best we can. I love that. Um, when I went through a very similar experience to you, I got divorced and uh, moved up to Edinburgh from Leicestershire. So that was moving countries, right? Mm -hmm. um, even though it's not you know, actually that far, we haven't got a sea to cross or anything like that, but, and there's no language barrier or anything, but um, that whole move on my own with a 18 month old boy was bloody difficult. I yeah, just, I bet. And um, anyone who's done that, um, like you said, if you can do that, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and survive as well and thrive in your business in your life whatever and I love what you're saying about how if one area of your area of your life particularly your mental health isn't in the right place it then impacts every other area of your life so what did you do in that instance to help you I mean do you have a trigger what was the trigger and I know that you weren't in the best relationship, but what was it? 
See, I think it's, I kind of noticed myself at my worst is when I treated Sophia the worst. And I don't mean anything massive or severe. I just mean, you know, mood swings and short sort of patience levels and things like that. And it was all because I, I was had so many things going on in my head because I didn't have that support and I just felt like I was doing everything that you know I had the full-time job and then obviously the motherhood came which is fine I wanted and obviously happy to but that added on to to the pot as it were and then suddenly so all the extras added on and then you 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 sort of wanted to fulfill yourself so I created and I wanted to do this magazine so that added to the pot and the pot was slowly just getting fuller and fuller and fuller with all sorts of little and big things but obviously they all adapt to one massive thing um and I just found myself that I just enough was enough and I think we all get to that point where you just think do you know what no that's not good enough um and it wasn't and so Sophia is what made me see, but she's also the one that made me kind of, I guess what I've done is I've asked for help. Um, and that's what helped me. And for help, it was actually the person that was kind of in my life already, but I asked for help um, and I got the help and, and that was it. And I think that was the hardest. And I think it's a lot from what I hear in my interviews from a lot of women is to actually be asking for that help because we're like, no, I do it myself. I can do it. I can do the 10 things at once. That's not a problem. I'm a superwoman and all of that. And I actually recently done an interview with somebody where he's saying, hang up your superwoman cape and just, if you need that help, there's nothing wrong with asking for the help. And that's exactly what I did. And they didn't make me any weaker um it actually a year two years later now um it's actually made me stronger by making that decision then and that's really as simple or as complicated as it is that's that's what I did but yes yeah, so so see now it's on the flip side I can see what kind of mum I could have been by what I am now because you know me and Sophia have fun we have um, time to be silly we have time to be serious um, I have time to do her homework I can do that school run without going right come on come on come on you know because I've got 20 things to do you know mama is busy and all of that um, we actually enjoy the process um, and it's because of the support that I now have from my new partner which weirdly he doesn't do anything extra it's just hears and understands and listens um supports when obviously I am doing something and it's even as simple as just not saying well that's just a silly idea you know he just sort of lets me explore it and if it is silly in the end and it doesn't work then it's like well hmm, I've tried it you know but he's giving me that freedom to do it um without making me seem like I'm being a silly billy you know um, and, and that just gives me confidence. I've grown in confidence and therefore I can be a better, like we said, that it spills into different areas of your life. I now see it going the other way where it does still spill in other areas of my life, but in the good, positive, um, you know, 
kind way as well because I feel like you know I want to give to others and I don't mean you know necessarily to strangers I mean give to others and to my daughter and to my partner and um and sort of share my time with them and do more things with them without that guilt you know that, that we constantly feel when we're over busy because you feel that you don't give yourself enough to different parts of your life do you no and looking at it from you talked about um having your cup full of stuff to do and all those things how do you now fill your cup with self-care and self-love i make a point of having time for myself now that could be a small thing um I also make a point that I share with Sophia, for example, if we're talking about, you know, the mummy guilt and all of that. Um, if at any point now, say, for example, it gets too much for me or mummy needs a minute or whatever it is, then I sort of share it with her, obviously in a way that she can understand. And I will say to her that, you know, if we need say a time apart where she does her thing and I do my thing and we do that for a bit, then we do that and I communicate it with her. And I think it's just having the freedom to actually express that without feeling like you mustn't. Um, because that's what I had before is, well, you, you, you mustn't not want to, you know, you shouldn't not want to spend time with your child or you should be cooking dinner tonight or you should be, um, you know, doing school runs and things like that. But if I now said, listen, I'm a bit too tired to say cook dinner um, and I would like to sit down and watch a bit of my program or something and you do dinner, is that okay? And it was, you know, and now it's like, I have freedom to say that um, without feeling like I'm letting anyone down. Um, now, I'm still hard on myself. I still, no, I still gonna do, no, I'm, you know, I'll do this and I still can do dinner and it's fine. But there are points where sometimes I just go, uh-uh, no, can't do it, or I'm too tired. And having that freedom to say that, that's quite quite a nice thing. And I think that helps my head quite a bit just to know that if I'm at a boiling point or near enough, that I can say that I am a bit full. Um, can somebody help me to unload some of that? And that for me is quite freeing. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. I like that idea. And I also like the idea of thinking about mental health as a sliding scale, because mm. we all have mental health, right? The term mental health, we all have it. The point is, is that where are you on that scale of, I'm going to burn out, that's it, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to collapse, I'm so exhausted, I just can't do any more. Mm. Or are you at the level of, happy optimistic having a great time of it and everything's going swimmingly well there aren't you know there's going to be days of both and yeah. you need to know where you're at and it's that mental health awareness that many of us don't have um and I think during lockdown that's really been um amplified to a degree yeah. And there's a lot of people who are now becoming more aware, maybe reflecting a little bit more, 
finding out what's more important in your life and actually doing things that fill your cup, that help you be more happy, positive, optimistic in your life. And what is it? What are those things that actually truly bring you joy and happiness that um, help you give more to the people that you love and care about? Yeah. And so, I, I and isn't it the whole point that we shouldn't be at the point of burnout because it means you are in the wrong situation or with the wrong partner or whatever it is. And I don't mean you must leave or whatever, but I just mean that something is not quite right because you should not be at a point of complete meltdown, burnout, whatever word you want to put on it, um, because it means your balance is not right and it needs to be addressed, whatever it is. Um, and I always, I actually, again, it's from, from one of my guests um, that, you know how we as women, we sort of feel like we have to almost ask permission to have a night off or go out with your girlfriends or whatever it is. And we need to like plan it, especially if your kids are involved and you have to plan it days in advance. You know, if I go out, is that okay? And I always think that men don't do that. You know, and it's it's not because they're bad guys or anything like men just don't do it. Their mentality is different. They don't ask for permission to go out for a beer. They don't ask permission for, oh, I'm watching that football game or whatever it is that he wants to do. But we feel like we have to either do 10 things to complete to then be ready to have that night off. Um, you know, as if we are now entitled to and we, you know, ticked off all our tasks that we needed to do. Why do we do that? I, I don't understand, you know, and why do we need to ask for that permission? Now, obviously, you have to make sure that everyone is happy and everyone is doing what they're doing. Obviously, you're looking after your family and that's fine. But I think it's that awareness within your family unit that, you know, mama needs a time off. Mama needs to rest and it's OK for everyone else in the family to, to have that time. And it's OK for me as well. Why am I a special case and why do I need to complete a job of, you know, 10, 10 tasks before I can do it? Um, and I think that's the difference. And I don't know whether we can train our mind to maybe not have that kind of asking permission mentality. I love that. And um, that is such a, you know, important topic from my point of view as well. I think that, you know, your, what you said about asking for help is so important but then when we do ask for help say for instance it's loading the dishwasher and your partner's helping you do that and you've done dinner that night um and what often happens is is that you go oh thank you so much for filling mm -hmm. the dishwasher. as in they've done you a favor yeah, yeah. <laughs> why why is that why why are they doing they're part of that family unit too um, and again, it's from one of my guests, you, 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 so I can't claim credit for these thoughts, but it's, it's almost like, you know, your, your, your children are part of the unit. They should contribute. Your partner is part of that unit, so they should contribute. Why is household all on you? Why is that, you know? Um, and there's nothing wrong with making your child sort of feel as part of the unit and say, right, you make your bed, you pick up the clothes, you know, you put them in the washing basket at the end of the day, whatever it is, 
you know, it, it's not bossing them around. It's not telling them what and how to do. It's you're part of this unit. So be part of this unit, part of this family. And it's not a chore almost. It's just something that we do to help each other, to, you know, contribute. And why not? Absolutely. Yeah. I love and I think that's a, a, a perfect end to this brilliant conversation. I would absolutely love to talk to you more. We've talked absolutely. so much about amazing topics that I know that I want to expand on and talk more about these things because they're so important. We do not talk about these things enough. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, we, again, I'm coming back to the superwoman cape thing. Um, and the part of why we don't talk about it is that we also don't want people to see that if you have a struggle or, you know, if you tired of doing certain duties, tasks that you do, that people think you are less than, and it's not the case. And I think that's going back to surrounding yourself with the right people as well. Um, because part of, you know, my sort of finding myself was that three, four years ago, I didn't have the right people around me either. And that's okay. And that's part of your, you know, development and growth and sort of life taking a different direction. And that's fine. But now you see, it's, I can find and I can turn to a few people, depending on what my need is, you can turn to them and just feel comfortable to just go, you know what, I need a bit of help with this, or I'm having a bad day, or, you know, you've made my day. I had two people today that literally made my day, my morning this morning. Um, they didn't, obviously realize it but I was I thought no I want to tell them that they literally from waking up this morning they've made my day and they motivated me probably I needed it um this week and they've motivated me and they gave me the positive energy that I needed and I think I'm um, hopefully it was good for them to find that as well that they did that to somebody um you know this morning and it's it's a great thing that you could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do our listeners find out more about you? Absolutely. Well, you, as I said, I've got two hats, well, three hats on now. So I've got the magazine, the radio and the podcast. Um, and I kind of want to invite all of you to be a part of it. Um, be a part of the magazine by being my front cover star by sharing your story um, and just contacting me to, to do so. So the magazine is Sophia Style Magazine and that Sophia is spelled S-O-F-Y-A. And you can find us on the website, which is www.sophiaandi.co.uk. And you can find the magazine, the radio, which is again, is Sophia Style Radio. So it's exactly the same spelling. And then the podcast, exactly the same, Sophia Style Podcast. And you can find all of that and get involved in it anywhere that you can, be it in print or come and chat to me and we'll bring your story to life and share it with many other women that we can. That's brilliant. Thank you, Anya. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you. My pleasure. It's so nice. It's lovely. I love this. This is great. Yeah. So that's the episode done. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate your support. Do email us if you'd like to feature or if you just have any ideas at all at hello 
at netwomen.co, that's co.co.uk. You can let us know what you think, leave a review, share and tweet us at netwomenco. Find us on Insta, Facebook by just searching netwomen. You can head to our website for our latest blogs and updates at www.netwomen.co. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you.